You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 57. Hey there, Impact Drivers. Welcome to the PMO Impact Summit. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are talking about the difference between adaptability, agility, and agile. This episode is sponsored by Clarison. Clarison offers the only adaptive solution on the market for enterprise collaborative work management. Their solution enables you to work in whatever manner you want, whether waterfall, agile, or a combination of the two. Companies find immense value in the visibility the solution brings across the many work streams at an organization, regardless of where the work is being done. People quickly turn ideas into strategies, plans, and actions to adapt and respond faster to market changes. Project leaders can move faster with better data, eliminate work chaos with complete transparency, and work smarter with better results. You can learn more at PMOImpactSummit.com forward slash Clarison. That's PMOImpactSummit.com forward slash Clarison. There's a lot of terms floating around these days that all seem to mean something similar. And I brought on Angela Bunner, VP of Customer Experience at Clarison, and she's here with me today to help clarify these terms and put some context around it for all of us PMO leaders out there and all of us managing projects and programs and organizations. So let me tell you a little bit about Angela before we dive in. Angela has 18 years of experience in project portfolio management and enterprise work collaboration. She spent 13 years at Oracle in product management and then solutions engineering focused on the Oracle PPM suite. So she knows a thing or two about this PPM stuff. She was a known go-to expert on project portfolio management and brought into the most complex opportunities around the world. Given the diverse nature of the PPM customer base, she supported numerous vertical industries, including engineering construction, professional services, oil and gas, and the public sector. Angela, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, glad to be here. This is so exciting because there are so many people talking about the difference between little A agile, big A agile, how we're all supposed to be being more agile and how we need to be flexible and nimble and adapt so that we can thrive during chaotic times like 2020, as well as just regular chaos that all of our PMO and project leaders deal with on a daily basis, right? There's this whole VUCA thing that before 2020 may have felt a little bit nebulous to a lot of people. But when we faced the 2020 pandemic with COVID, I was reminding all of our PMO and project leaders how familiar they already were with VUCA, right? Which project have you been a part of that didn't have some volatility, some uncertainty, some complexity, you know, (laughs) some ambiguity, right? Like all of our projects have that. So this is actually a space that I think PMO and project leaders specifically can thrive But we got to know what it is that we're trying to do, where the shifts are required, how can we help our organizations pivot when necessary, right? And that means we've got to first start with understanding, well, what is all of this noise around adaptability, agility, and big A agile, and what should we be thinking about, right? Exactly. So first things first, can you tell me a little bit more about your background? I read your bio, but 
let's have a little bit more insight so people can understand how much you actually know about this space and how much you're going to be able to help us today. Yeah, no problem. So like you said, I started at Oracle, but after leaving Oracle, I, uh, I went to NetSuite for a short stint and worked with some enterprise clients trying to move them up, up market. But the last six years have been with Clarison. And really it's as the PPM market has evolved into work management, it's, it's not just PM project management, portfolio management, right. it's managing all of the work that really, you know, Clarison has been an amazing space for me to be in and, and working with clients now 20 years for PPM and seeing the evolution from just having a single P project portfolio tool mm -hmm. to really looking at how we can adapt the business or adapt the solutions to the business and the changing needs. That's really what's been exciting for me. So my role at Clarison has been both in product strategy as well as uh, pre-sales and now as a VP of customer experience, I manage both the pre and post-sales aspect. So making sure that we partner with their customers to manage an entire journey, right? right. Helping them evolve their business and using the solution best. And I want to let all of our impact drivers know why I thought it was so important for us to have this conversation because you've seen a lot, right? You've seen, you work with a lot of organizations, you know, a lot about how business leaders are needing to adapt and move quickly and pivot so that they can stay relevant you understand that big picture perspective with respect to the information that's needed to drive all of these fast paced decisions that are being made, right? So because you in particular with your experience have seen so much of this evolution of how work has evolved and of how PMO leaders are having to step up and lead some of these changes and these shifts and drive the decisions even faster, I think that you're a perfect person because you've seen this evolution and also you're in the thick of it. You're the perfect person to talk to about what does all of this mean and how can we relate this to PMO leaders because you work with so many of them. How can we relate this to PMO leaders so that they really see how this is actionable, what their role is and what they should be doing. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here and thanks for giving us a little more detail. So Let's dive into all of these A words, all right? So let's start with adaptability because I think that's a big one and there's a lot of confusion about, well, what does that really mean? Whose job is it anyway, right? <laughs> and what role do PMO leaders have? Yeah, adaptability is one of my favorite words. Um, you know, I, I think it goes back to even, uh, my daughter is a, a huge chameleon fan and we always talk about how you need to be able to adapt. And yeah. I think most PMOs are focused on managing their work based on processes that have been in place for a while. Right. But as companies are transforming, they need to deliver more digital products and services to their customers. They mm. need to work and move swiftly and they need mm. to respond to opportunities or threats in the market. And so the pace of change, like you talked about earlier in VUCA, it's escalating and they need to deliver results faster in, right. in order to keep up. And so as businesses are transforming to face this, you know, the new strategic market demands, they need confidence and have tools that can adapt as often and as necessary and continuously, right, to make impact. Right. And you need to be more proactive in changing your process to make sure that you're able to adapt as soon as, you know, you foresee a potential new opportunity to make a bigger impact. And, and that's really key. Changing the process. It's not stuck in some visual flow diagram that everyone needs to follow. It's yes. going to change all the time and you need to make sure that you can't adapt your business to do that. Yes. So there's just so many like nuggets in there 
<laughs> that I want to unpack because I think about my students, for example. So I have this program called the Impact Engine PMO training program. And this year has been a very interesting test, both for that program and what I've been teaching students for years and how they have embraced it and what it really means to kind of have a seat at the table in your organization for these PMO leaders. Every single one of them, when this pandemic started and became a really relevant business problem for a lot of our business leaders to solve and for their business leaders to solve, they got tapped on the shoulder, every single one of them. I literally, Angela, got tears in my eyes when I'm doing a coaching session and they're like, oh, and I did this and they called me in and I was really struggling here and finally they're listening to me and we're helping. I was like, yes. So, but it was because we actually have a, like the whole framework we have around the way we do this work is the last module in the program teaches them how to continuously evolve, not continuous improvement, but continuous evolution and sustainability. That's the sixth module, evolution and sustainability. So you go through this program and then I have you go through it again and again and again, and you use it as this iterative check-in, right? Like you don't have to do the same things, right? Because you built the infrastructure, but you Mm -hmm. do have to go back in and check in. What are the needs? How have they shifted? I'm constantly telling my students that they need to shift as the needs of the organization shift if they want to be and stay relevant, if they want to secure their seat at the table, if they want to be tapped on the shoulder to, for example, like one of my students who I've had on the podcast, Andrea Sorelli, she and her team were tapped on the shoulder. She works for one of the biggest community health systems in the country. And obviously they were hit pretty hard when COVID happened, right? First, it's like, we don't want any patients here. How do we keep everybody out? right? And only have the sick people here. And then it was, okay, well, now we need a testing center. And her and her team got a testing center up in three days, three days, something that would have taken months, right? But they adapted and they figured out how to do things differently to meet the shifting needs, right? And those are the kinds of stories that I keep hearing from PMO leaders that understand adaptability and they understand it isn't just about following this rigid process. And that's another thing you said, another value bomb you threw in there about the process, right? Because when this pandemic started to really hit home for a lot of PMO leaders, I was hosting these free Q&A sessions, like, let me help you answer questions. And I kept getting this question, how do I continue to keep pushing my templates, my tools, my process, and keep working on those things when I can't get my business leader's attention? And I said, you don't, (laughs) you don't keep working on that stuff. You stop what you're doing and you figure out where they need your help right now. You guys hold the keys to the data, right? You, your business leaders are trying to make huge decisions right now, and you hold the keys to that data. You need to be saying, what questions do you have? What decisions do you need to make? Here's the information I can give you and do it fast, right? Yeah. And so those are the kinds of things that adaptability meant to me and kind of the message I was giving my students is you don't keep doing the same things you've always done. You do what they need right now and you solve today's business problem And that ability to have a flexible environment to shift as the needs of the business leadership, to shift as the needs of the organization shift, to shift as the needs of the work change, right? Like physical location and all these other things we're dealing with. Your ability to do that is what kind of earns you that seat at the table, that earns the respect of your business leaders. And you need the right stuff to do that, right? You need the right tools. You need the right flexible process. You need the right mindset. There's so many pieces to all of that. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I think that's exactly what we're seeing. And that's what's been kind of exciting, you know, post COVID and working at home, talking with their customers. Yeah. You know, the number of stories that I've heard, and one of them I'm thinking of uh, offhand is a major food brand, you know, building foods. They're just as busy as ever. Everyone's at home eating and cooking and 
they took Claire's in and kind of twisted it their process a little bit to flag emergency projects. They had that's to kind of change their approval process. Like it can't be the same as before. Right. Um, and that's really what's exciting. And, and that's what people need to be thinking about how to be that adaptable, like you said. Right. That's so cool. Okay. So now I want to unpack something that's kind of really big for PMO leaders. So we talked a little bit about what it takes to do this, right? But now let's kind of shift gears a little and talk about agile versus agility. Okay. Because yep. yep. <laughs> uh, everyone's talking about organizational agility. I've been talking about with my students. I have my own opinions about big A agile, little A agile, and this whole concept of agility for an organization. So can we kind of unpack that a little bit and talk about the difference from big A agile, little A agile, and this concept of agility and organizational agility? Yeah, for sure. So Agility, right, is really how you respond and how you take action. You know, are you able to be flexible once you see a risk, how you take action quickly and how you can immediately see those risks and be able to make those changes, quickly see the impact, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, when businesses have access to like real-time data and they're trying to make course corrections quickly, that's business agility, right? Another customer of ours is a global payroll company, you know, and when the pandemic happened, they had to change where they were deploying resources. And when management came around and said, show me what people are working on, let's justify what they're doing. Instead of the full day grills that every other sister organization had, our leader, our PMO told us it was less than 30 minutes. You know, yeah. they pulled up Claire's in, they looked at some dashboards and justified what they're doing, they reprioritized a few things, right? That's business agility, being able to move people, move projects and make decisions quickly. Yes, exactly. And so maybe the way I think about it is one is kind of maybe about the mindset, the agility, right? And the other one is about what you do, the actions on it, the adaptability, right? So it's kind of like, you've got to have both pieces and they work together in concert. So now let's talk about big A agile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So big A agile, you know, is changing the way that you work, right? Moving faster, shorter planning cycles, executing against those planning cycles. And we're seeing this evolution and more organizations adopting that because they don't have the luxury of planning out a year or multiple years worth of work and then getting the budget advanced. You know, they got to prove their value on an iterative cycle. They're only getting funding one quarter at a time or two right. quarters at a time. So, you know, we're saying that it's it's really critical to be able to support those types of teams as well. And in a hybrid world, we've got some work that's maybe more traditional and other teams that are working more agile, that type of iterative sprint planning. You need to have a world where you can see across all of that because it's all work. It's right. just a different style of work, right? It's a different way of executing that work. And that big agile is the iterative sprint planning type of work that we're seeing across industries and use cases, really. Right. And I think there's some misunderstanding about some of these methodologies. So there's a few things that kind of come up regularly. And one is just a myth I have to bust every chance I get, which is that the PMO is synonymous with waterfall, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people will say, you know, a lot of those in the agile world, right? will say, well, we don't use a PMO and the PMO has no value because we do agile here, right? right? And I remember years ago, I didn't know I was doing it, but back in the 90s when I built my first PMO in 1999, we were doing agile project management. We didn't even know it. 
right? Because we just did what, what made sense, right? right? <laughs> like, okay, we were in the middle of the dot-com insanity. We were all doing e-commerce projects. We were behind the minute we started and it was extremely iterative. We'd have our customers in there working with us and going through iterations to make sure we got their e-commerce website up right and make sure we're meeting their needs and they want to add new products. I mean, it was constant iterations, right? But we still had a PMO and it was actually a pretty effective PMO, if I do say so myself, you know, because we were looking at the portfolio, right? I think I believe all PMOs should have a role in portfolio management unless they are a single project office for a specific project. But even still, you need a picture of like a summary picture of what's going on. If you're running a program or if you're running multiple portfolio projects, you should have a role in portfolio management. I believe very strongly in that. And that has nothing to do with the implementation methodology of choice for each individual project, right? Because business leaders still need to have information to make educated and informed decisions regardless of implementation methodology chosen, right? And that I think is one of the biggest problems that we see is that people get really hung up on implementation methodology and forget that like specifically for PMOs, that isn't what you're there for, right? Like our business leaders, you know, my pal Jesse Fuel and I do this keynote where we do this us and them joking about the PMO versus agile and all that. And it's hilarious because it's the wrong conversation to be having in the first place, right? We should be talking about how are we helping our business leaders drive change, pivot, be adaptable and be agile, a little a agile and make sure that we're shifting as the needs of the organization shift. We're giving the information they need at the portfolio level to make those decisions. None of that actually has anything to do with the implementation methodology of choice for a particular project. Now, I'm not saying well, forget it, just throw all methodology out the window. I'm saying it's an important decision per project, but it's not a deciding factor of whether or not your PMO provides value. And frankly, if I was a PMO leader, I wouldn't hang my hat on, well, we're a waterfall shop or we're an agile shop or any other implementation approach. Because I think it's all just use what makes common sense in the project based on the outcomes you're trying to achieve, right? And like you're saying, Angela, there's so many good places to use big A agile and an iterative approach to delivery in industries, like across all industries. Are you seeing agile being used, big A agile being used in a lot of different industries? Yeah. It's amazing that across industries, it's everywhere from high tech and professional Mm -hmm. services, but even, uh, you know, what you would think is more older, slower to uh, innovate markets and like financial services, retail, construction, even food and beverage, right? Manufacturing. So it's across industry because the digital transformation, it it impacts everybody, right? Nobody's immune to it. They're having to change. And I think the things that you were saying around every PMO, regardless of your industry, they need that visibility across. And that's kind of what we're saying that we give you the flexibility to have teams execute the way they want to. And that's why last year we launched Claire's and Go. It's an mm-hmm. agile solution for folks that are in early stages of big A agile, you know, yeah. just managing sprints and Kanbans or more advanced scrum teams doing heavy right. backlog sprint management. Let teams execute the work they want to. But yeah. the PMO's role in having that visibility is really where we're seeing the most opportunity to help give them that visibility and even integrate to other systems like Jira, version one where teams are already doing work, you know, they're working, but your PMO doesn't have visibility. And that's a constant challenge we're hearing is like, how do we give them visibility in the portfolio across all that type of work? 
Oh yeah, for sure. So when I would start a new PMO in an organization, when I was inside organizations as a PMO leader for 15 years, and then after, as I would take on new clients, the very first thing I would do is say, let's see the list of your projects, right? Portfolio management doesn't have to be super complicated, right? It's like, give me a list. And frankly, a lot of times those business leaders, if you listen to your business leaders, pain points, all of you PMO leaders, you impact drivers out there, listen to their pain points. Don't go in thinking you know what business problem they need to solve. Listen to them. They will say things like, I can't even tell you what projects are happening in my organization, right? They'll say things like, I know there's pet projects happening out there and I can't find them, you know, or they'll say, I don't see my project teams working on the highest priority items or things like that, right? You guys must hear that all the time. When business leaders call you, are those the kind of things that you're hearing? Every day. I was just on a call yesterday with a huge global delivery service. And it was just shocking to me. He's like, I don't know across my 10,000 people in the organization where people are working, what the projects are. There's so many silos of systems. Yeah. How do we connect it? How do I make not only visibility, but also make better decisions? Yeah. Like, are we doing the right work that's adding the most value, optimized resources, all of the, uh, the financial aspect as well? How much are we spending on all this work? A lot of companies just don't have a handle on it. They just know everyone says they're busy. Exactly. So, so I talk to business leaders all the time and they just get so frustrated. And the question they often ask is, why didn't anything get done today? Right. And it'll be, you'll hear the teams will say, well, there's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough resources. Not enough, not enough, not enough, but can't show you, right. What's going on. They can't show you the work. They can't show you what's happening. They can't answer the questions about here's where the work is happening. Here's what the priorities are. Here's where the resources are allocated. Here's the work that they're doing. If you can't answer those questions, you know, frankly, that's not methodology specific, right? But you better hurry up and get adaptive and adapt to the way you're doing the work you're doing if you want to thrive. And in fact, the impact PMO leader mindsets that we have, the IMPACT acronym, A is for adapt to thrive, right? Because I am so sick of hearing PMO educators and thought leaders talk about survival skills for the PMO. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. If that's the best we can expect is to kind of hang on for dear life, we're doing it wrong, right? Because we just got to stop emphasizing the wrong things and how heavy can we make our templates, tools, and process, right? And look for a lean, mean machine kind of an approach to delivering value, to helping your business leaders make an impact. And for many of us, that means putting and incorporating more big A agile and certainly little A agility into how we're doing the work we're doing, how we're managing the work. And I believe we need to adapt in order to thrive and move away from this old mindset that the best we can hope for is to hang on for dear life and get in the driver's seat, right? I call my community impact drivers for a reason. Get your butt in the driver's seat and start driving the transformation that your business leaders are looking for. Start driving the outcomes and the decisions that you're trying to make. And I think that's just a really important part of the conversation, which is why I'm so glad you, you know, we're open to talking about the topic of agility and big eye agile, right? Because I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing how PMO leaders are incorporating more big A agile into their overall portfolio and managing projects? And specifically, I'm curious, I want your help debunking this myth that you can't have a PMO if you have agile projects and kind of talk about what you're really seeing. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely a myth. I mean, I it, we, I see it all the time talking with PMOs about their teams operating agile. And for example, one of the uh, great companies, uh, one of the largest fast food retailers in, in the uh, country that we all eat as kids, especially, yeah. they they won uh, or were the finalist uh, PMI uh, project of the year. You yep. know? And yep. it was a agile, big A agile executing org, mm-hmm. but showing great business adaptability, transforming and building mobile products for fast food ordering, right? Those are the types of examples that we're seeing across the board. You know, financial services, we're operating agile, we're building new products. It's not just banking, it's online banking, it's mobile banking. There's all these new type things that PMOs are managing, these portfolios of work that teams are executing big A agile, but also the business has to be extremely agile and adaptable, right? Changing the old flow diagrams and rigor and that's the fun thing about Clarison is that there is no one customer using Clarison the same way because yeah. everybody has their own business process and way that they have adapted. And I think the other key thing is you want to make sure that you adapt to what your users need. So yeah. their users may have different work styles and they need it to be simple. So mm-hmm. you need something that they're going to want to use to uh, update their status or whatever it is. Like it's got to be something that's very fast to use, but also adapted to them, right? So each team might have a different process that they're following. And that's okay. I mean, that's a big message for me is that that flexibility is okay. And it actually helps to improve productivity, right? Engagement. Let the teams do it the way they need to do it because I'm sorry, but if you're a PMO, your job is not to make sure that everybody follows the methodology exactly the same. Right. Nobody right. will do it. The process doesn't need to be followed exactly the same. And you certainly don't need everybody using the tool in exactly the same way. As long as you have a overarching layer of Visibility. commonality, right? Mm-hmm. Of that data so that they can make those decisions, right? Exactly. It's exactly the problem that, you know, we see and we solve best is that enterprise visibility, but also providing visibility down the organization. So line of business leaders, department leaders have visibility to all the work that's happening. Yeah. And can see how they connect up to the overall strategy. Goal and strategy, the value they add. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Okay. So as we kind of think about all of this and we've got our impact drivers listening and watching and they're saying, okay, great. Now what? What should PMO leaders be doing when they're looking to kind of start this process or think about how they can be more little a agile in the way that they serve the needs of the business and maybe pivot if they need to? And also, how can they incorporate more big A agile and overall just uh, having adopting a new way of thinking about how the work they're doing feeds the organization and the momentum Mm -hmm. forward? Mm -hmm. And what solutions should they be looking for to figure out how to adapt the way yeah. they serve? Yeah. I mean, I always talk with customers and, and prospects, especially is where are the silos of information that you are having to manually collect data? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, where are the bottlenecks in the process that are slowing things down? Right. So probably Excel spreadsheets or disparate systems, probably yeah. old visio diagrams and email processes or, you know, old visio diagrams that nobody follows. Where are the challenges you have in your users in managing their work? They don't have the tools that they need to execute fast, provide visibility. How can we cut hours out of your day as well as their day and then provide visibility to management? Like where is management not getting the visibility they need to make faster decisions? Those are kind of the questions I always start with, you know, is uh, 
action item for PMOs. How can I help you? Right. you know, and that's kind of the, the favorite part of my job is like, I want to make my goal is to make your life easier and hopefully yeah. all of your teams as well. And you want to make sure too, that you're looking for a solution that's going to be flexible so that after you implement and you go starting one way, let's say next week, next month, processes change, priorities change. You need to be able to tailor your process into the solution. And that's something key that you need to make sure is going to be ready. And you're not going to have to go back to a vendor or go to a developer to customize and code. Like this should be fast that you just go in and you change it. And those are the best customer stories I see when we have some our website, but even like on Gartner Pier One, you know, yeah. it's, it's really a, a testament to Clarism's flexibility too. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So the message, the takeaway for our PMO leaders, our impact drivers is to remember that you must adapt to thrive. You do not need to stay in the survival mode. I don't care what year it is, what chaos is going on. We as PMO leaders are positioned beautifully. In fact, I believe that project managers and those with the skills of leading people through change are the best equipped and trained group of people to lead our organizations into the future, to lead our organizations when there's VUCA, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. That is the world we live in. We thrive in that world. And if we can kind of step back and look at our role in helping our organizations thrive and ensuring that our PMOs thrive by embracing both big A agile and little a agile, then we have truly limitless opportunity. So that's my takeaway from all of this. Any other thoughts you want to share, Angela, before we wrap up today? Oh, I mean, I think that's exactly it. We do a PMO blog spotlight as well. And I love reading those interviews of how PMOs are making such an impact in the organization. You know, it really shows the value in that PMOs provide yeah. in that transformation. And that opportunity is limitless. So yes. all of you impact drivers listening, thank you so much for being here today and participating in this session. We would love to hear your thoughts about this and contact Angela inside our mobile app and get the conversation started, ask her questions, dig in more. We definitely want to get that conversation about this going in there. And I'd love to hear each of your perspectives on the big A Agile, little A Agile. Tell us what's working and what you're doing. Share your stories. We want to spotlight you and be proud of all the progress you guys are making. And if you've got questions, ask them there as well. So thank you so much for being here today, Angela. I really appreciate your time. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. And a huge thank you and shout out to Clarizen, our PMO Impact Summit sponsor. Clarizen offers the only adaptive solution on the market for enterprise collaborative work management. Their solution enables you to work in whatever manner you want, whether a waterfall, agile, or a combination of the two. Companies find immense value in the visibility the solution brings across the many work streams in an organization, regardless of where the work is being done. People quickly turn ideas into strategies, plans, and actions to adapt and respond faster to market changes. Project leaders can move faster with better data, eliminate work chaos with complete transparency, and work smarter with better results. You can learn more at PMOImpactSummit.com forward slash Clarison. That's PMOImpactSummit.com forward slash Clarison. All right, Impact Drivers, that's it for today's session. And we will see you in the next session. Bye-bye for now.